As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Welcome to the Action and Ambition Podcast. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser. And with us, we have a very special guest. Daryl Isaacs is an attorney and the founder of Isaacs and Isaacs, one of the leading personal injury law firms focused on helping individuals who have suffered devastating injuries and pain caused by auto accidents, truck accidents, and other personal injury incidents. Lovingly known as the hammer, Daryl is passionate about helping others and he's proud to have helped thousands of clients receive the benefits they deserve. Daryl, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Action and Ambition podcast. How are you today, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So first question I got to ask is, how did you get the nickname, the, the, the Hammer? Did you, did you brand that for yourself or did somebody say, man, you're the Hammer? <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of a combination. I used to use a heavy hitter and I was with the ad agency. And when I decided I wanted to move on, um, they you know, they had the rights and I didn't feel like getting into a dispute or lawsuit over it. So I just decided to start something fresh because I thought I could make anything work. And I don't, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean I had branded my name so much. I don't think it really mattered what people called me. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it was weird. I, I took about a week off and I just tried to do a lot of thinking. And then one day I saw, I, one day I saw this like it was rain. I saw a lightning bolt come out of the sky and I thought, man, I should, you know, then I started thinking of like Thor coming out of the clouds and a hammer and, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I had nothing, you know, nothing near any of that, but I just thought, you know, the hammer. So I thought, well, let me try the Kentucky hammer. Cause I was from Kentucky. Yeah. And you know, we, we, you know, back then you, you didn't really like today you can test a lot of things. Well, gosh, we just shot a commercial and started running it and people were going nuts over it. And I thought, it was so stupid. I couldn't believe it worked. And then over time, everybody kept saying hammer instead of Kentucky hammer. So I don't know, I've been the hammer for, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years. I don't know how long I've been doing it, but it just felt natural. And, um, you know, it's never thought it would take off the way it did, but I've been very blessed. Now, are you still operating mostly in Kentucky or are you um, uh, elsewhere? Well, we're, we're in Kentucky, Indiana and some Ohio, but we do truck cases will go all over the country i mean sure. you know we'll you know we'll we, we 
a lot of times we'll affiliate with a local firm, but um, no, we, I think my law firm has like 30 attorneys and we're licensed in about 12 States. So we try to handle the ones we're licensed in and, um, but Kentucky's where I was born and raised and got my start. So, you yeah, know, it's, I grew up in Illinois, so I'm a Midwest boy myself. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so, um, uh, are you going to uh, petition the governor to um, make you a colonel like Colonel Sanders so you could be Colonel Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> you should be Colonel the Hammer. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I try to stay away because all the politicians want money. And, you know, as, as cool as it be to be a Kentucky colonel, uh, I think it cost me dearly in the long run. So I don't know, man. Colonel the Hammer Isaacs, <laughs> I would hire you even if I didn't need a lawyer. <laughs> I just want to tell like people. Like the name. <laughs> yeah exactly right so can i ask you a controversial question or do you want me to stay away from controversial stuff no 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 I, you know i might give you a politician's answer but ask away okay all right i want to ask you have you have you considered taking on any vaccine injury claims what what type of claims vaccine injury oh vaccine you know it's funny you say that um no i wouldn't know how to do it but i went to my 40-year um reunion and one of the, you know, people were talking about, um, they had this vaccine, you know, would I be interested? I'm like, gosh, I don't even know, you know, because it, hey, it's one of those, I think both sides make a great argument. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, the government's going to come from the angle, you know, the more people we can vaccinate, the safer potentially, even though, you know, in every vaccine, there's always people that would die from it. I mean, sure. But then you've got individuals that are like, hey, it's my you know, that's one great thing about being American. You have the right to choose a lot of your freedoms. And right. Um, I, I really could see, and that's one of those things you, you could argue both sides and I don't know who would win, but um, I just try to stick to the stuff in law that I, that I know a little bit about. So what was your first injury case that you won? Do you remember? Um, well, okay. So it's hard to say, I remember one of my first few clients Okay, but you got to understand. So during law school, I was very blessed. Um, being a horrible student, I started clerking for a really famous criminal trial attorney. I mean, I went to him at the end of my first year and said, "Defense attorney or prosecutor?" Oh, he was defense. I, I went to I wanted to get trial experience, and in law school, all the top students got jobs with big firms or you know banks. Well, no one's going to hire me. I had a, I, I had a two zero at the end of my first year, and I was on probation. You're probably a good lawyer all. then, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, I you know I love to woo you all with my academic excellence, but it didn't happen. But I went to this lawyer's named David Kaplan and said, "Man, I've been studying you, following you, and it, you know we just finished, and I wanted to work that summer. And my father was a attorney, and I wanted to work with him, but I wanted to go somewhere else initially to get some experience. And I went and said, "Look, I work for free." And uh, he called her by kid. He said, you're hired, kid. You know, I think you're going to pay me like four bucks an hour. I didn't care about the money. Yeah. But I sat through 22 jury trials during law school with him because I would cut school all the time. To, and then the, the reason I can't remember is I didn't really want to do criminal law. But I told him, I said, hey, you know, I, I know something about marketing. I used to be in sales. Can I can I advertise and get cases for you? So while I was in law school, while I worked for him. I did some marketing that got him like 300 car wreck cases. I mean, I made a millions. So, you know, but the first one, I mean, I remember the very first one I did for him, they offered like five grand and I accepted it. I didn't even know you could negotiate. I mean, I did 
like I say, I made so many mistakes with him that when I came out, I started practicing my own. I think within my second year, I was a millionaire because awesome. I had done so much. But most people don't get that experience during law school. But I, you know, now I'd like to say that's why I was a terrible student. But if I if I went to law school and studied all day, I'd still be a terrible student. So I just well, had a lot of real world experience. It, it's funny because I didn't really know this until recently. But, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln's one of the most famous sort of lawyers just in American history. And back then you didn't even have to pass the bar. You could just open up shop and practice law. And so when was it that like they made it a rule that you had to sort of be in the club in order to be a lawyer? Well, I don't know the answer, but Abraham Lincoln is the reason I advertise today because, you know, when I started advertising in 1990, well, I was heading out police sports in 92 and I went on TV in 96 it was kind of frowned upon. I mean, the bar, the, the, you really couldn't even start advertising until like 88, I think. But Abraham Lincoln did some form of advertisement. And I thought, man, he's a great man. You know, he, he, he helped free slaves and he, he just was amazing. And ironically, I don't know if a lot of people realize he was a Republican. I mean, most people always think he's a Democrat. He was a Republican, yeah. but he advertised. And I thought, Man, if it's good enough for Abraham Lincoln, it's good enough for Daryl Isaac. So that's why I started advertising. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, so let me ask you this about injury law. Do you find that most of your clients don't realize that they, they have a case and you have to sort of reach out to them? Or are do most people, when they get injured, go straight to looking for an attorney? Uh, I mean, I can't obviously give you the exact stats, but sure. Um, it depends. There's a lot of cases out there to type of case that people aren't aware you can make a recovery. We do a majority of truck and car wreck cases. And most people, when they're hurt, they know, you know, through, through all the, you know, information out there. When I started 30 years ago, a lot of people did not know, but now I would say majority of people know, um, you know, you got this new thing out that's called the Camp Lejeune You've probably seen a lot of advertisements. You probably even get cold calls, which they're not supposed to do. But a lot of these veterans and all that didn't know they could make claims. And, you know, so sometimes that was the contaminated water at the camp. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen ads for that on Fox. So, you know, it just depends. There are certain, let's say, certain type of cases people don't know. But what we do, the majority of people, they know. Yeah. So in the trucking space, how many claims a year? are there i mean you don't really hear often at least as just like a layman i don't like hear about trucking disasters very often but do these do these accidents happen more often than one uh, would think yeah the, the thing about truck is you can imagine because you got monster trucks you know thousands and thousands of pounds heavy and a lot of them the damage is oh it's just catastrophic i mean we a lot of our clients are dead when we get them i mean it's oh. you know truck, it's but i'm i'm gonna say I mean, I, I know we get more truck cases than anyone, at least in our state. We we do about 500 a year. Wow. So wow. I imagine there's, I mean, there's got to be hundreds of thousands across the country. Um, it's, you know, you hear more about car wreck cases. Yeah. But um, there are a ton, a ton of truck cases. But, you know, a lot of them, like I say, they're, it's so catastrophic. I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen on the news where, you know, a truck runs in and, you know, all these people are killed or it, it, it's, you always hear on the national news on the really bad ones, but there, there are so many out there. Mm, that's interesting. So 
so just for my understanding, how, do, how does the business model work? You take a case and if there's a settlement, then you take a percentage or do you take a fee up front? How does your business model work? That's, you know, different oh, okay. or the same as others in the space. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for personal injury and all law firms are the same. You do a percent of the recovery. Um, we've never charged hourly, although I've, I've been told there are a few firms that will. I wouldn't do it. It's just easier to charge a percent. You get a portion of what you collect. And it's better for, you know, the, the client because that way if they if you lose their case, they pay nothing. If you win, they only pay a recovery. So, and we also front expenses, like if it costs, you know, we just had a case, like we had a case go, got went to trial last November, it went for 10 million and the expenses were like 160,000. Well, we, we pay them as we go, you know, to prove our case. And then we get it back if we win. So that way a client's really not out anything up front. And if they, if we went and lost that case, they wouldn't have paid even the expenses back. What percentage of cases do you win? Uh, I'm going to say it's probably 98, 99%. I mean, you you're just also, really good at betting them up front. Yes. Yes. Well, yes, we, um, you know, but when we do, we got thousands, we, we have to be good and not so lucky. I mean, we're lucky every now and then, but we have to, like, I couldn't, we don't take cases sometimes if there's really disputed liability. I mean, sometimes if persons at fault, they can still recover, but, um, we have to, you know, we have to run it like a business cause we got, you know, a ton of employees. So we have to make sure we can pay our bills and, um, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're pretty selective, although we, we do take more than we probably should. I'm a sucker. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes you'll see a case that hits my heartstrings and, you know, I want to help them. But, um, most firms that do contingency work like we do, a lot of them are very selective. Mm, that makes sense. So I uh, was looking up uh, some of your campaigns that you're running on Facebook because I'm in Facebook advertising. So I was curious to see what you're doing. And I see that you're running uh, some dog bite ads. Tell me a little bit yeah. about dog bite cases. How does that work? Because uh, well, I've been bitten by a dog before, but not significantly injured. Would I still have a case? <laughs> you know, it depends. Each state's got, they call it the first bite rule. Some states you get one free bite. And I know it sounds funny. <laughs> in other states, you don't. Uh, but, you know, there's a certain breed of dogs that, you know, if you're going to be an owner, you could be what they call strict liability. Um, like, obviously, if you have like a pit bull or Doberman or some of the ones that these guard dogs that, you know, they have a tendency to, to bite. And attack. More, yeah. The connotation. But like, you know, the harder cases and we I, I mean, we've had cases for millions of dollars in dog bite. So, you know, some of the attorneys, my firm's got pretty good at this. Um, I have one lady in particular. She's awesome at it. But. You know, the, the ones that seem to do well are involved when you have children mm. or you have facial injuries, especially on women, because, you know, I know it, it, it's so funny. The law, you, 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 everybody gets treated for the most part pretty equally, but women, I think their, their faces are more valuable than the men just <laughs> right? from our society. Well, I mean, it's a cultural thing. Has, I get it. It just sounds you know, funny, just, but you're right. I mean, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not no model. So if I get a scar, it may not be a big deal, but if you know a female does it and that affects her appearance i mean that's a big deal you know sure so um yeah but they're you know sadly uh i mean they're yesterday i saw um uh or no no when, it was the other day the couple had a pit bull and they had two little kids like three months or six months and a 
two or three year old and the pit bull just turned in the mom for like 10 minutes, fought him off. But finally the pit bull killed them both before someone could come. Oh my God. I mean, so, I mean, you know, honestly, I don't care if you have a kid, I don't know that I would have a pit bull. I mean, sometimes you got to use, you know, I'm not blaming the family. It's tragic, but we got to use a little judgment though. Yeah. Sometimes a pit bull or a Doberman or a German shepherd may not be the kind of dog for little kids. So if you get one free bite, does that mean that I could, I could buy a dog and train it to bite on command and it could bite no, no, no. You've already, for free? <laughs> you've already altered the rule. You, you, okay. It's one of those, if you didn't know, but if you're training it, you're, you're liable from the get go. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cause it'd be <laughs> nice to have my dog accidentally bite a couple of people I can think of. <laughs> well, you know, the problem when, whenever you plan something like that, something's going to go wrong. So I think yeah. wrong. So what would you say is the, the craziest case that you've experienced in your career? I know that's a tough question since you handled thousands, but is there one or two that, that come to mind is just, wow, this is a wild case. Um, I mean, I, you know, the majority, cause we're not like criminal lawyers where you got really entertaining facts. I mean, we just get so many tragic, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, at this one case though, it was so sad. Um, we represented this lady who died in a car wreck and it was one of my first big cases. I was a lot younger then and I was meeting the accident reconstructionist. And I was inspecting the car and, um, you know, I sat in the car, you know, cause I always tried to see, feel and touch and be a part of what's going on. Sure. And sadly I was, uh, the car was pretty smashed in total, but the accident reconstruction sat in the front seat as much as we could. And I looked up and I said, what, what is this? There was these, there was like little matter in the crevice by where the, uh, uh, you know, those things that block the sun, you know, those, um, oh, the visors. Draw- yeah. Yeah. Visors. And he said, that's her brain tissue. And oh. I, that's always stuck in my mind. Her head had exploded upon impact. And, you know, that's where I think people don't realize with these, when you're in a car that weighs thousands of pounds or, you know, the force. And I think that might've been before airbags were used. Cause I don't know if that, you know, now airbags do different things. They, you know, if they keep you in the car, they might break your jaw because they force, if you're driving 10 and two, they force your hands up fast and it can hit your jaw. But I mean, you know, I, I, so now, you know, we, another case that sticks in was a, um, we had this just gorgeous looking uh, teenager that was riding a motorcycle and he had a helmet. He was doing everything, but he was, he was doing a wheelie and a car never saw him and he died instantly. And I Mm -hmm. thought, you know, when, when I met with the family, they bring me the helmet and I'm thinking there is a dead person in this helmet. It just, you know, it just, it's, it's tragic when you just think of some of the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But I well, wish I, I mean, I wish I had some fun stuff that I could say. That's okay. You'll probably think of them like two hours after we get done yeah, talking. No, and like, Oh, I should have told him about this one. <laughs> that's how it goes. So, um, you know, one of the things that comes to mind that I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you, it seems like it, no matter what car you buy, you get like a recall letter, right? Yeah. Something wrong oh, yeah, it. yeah. I've got and, two in the, on my bar right now. I know. Yeah, yeah. And so one, one thing that comes to mind is um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, that actor, uh, Anton Yelkin. He was in the movie Charlie Bartlett with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And he was uh, also in Star Trek. But he died because I think he was standing outside of his garage in his driveway and his um, 
Jeep Grand Cherokee had some sort of issue with the park transmission. And right. it basically pinned him between the garage door and the car. Oh. And, you know, he was killed. His friends found him at like, like one in the morning or something. Um, so do you deal with a lot of, of cases that are like the same issue with a vehicle over and over again, or the same issue with a location or a work experience? And then you're able to sort of, um, you know, uh, wrangle all of the different people that were impacted together in like a class action? Or do you, do you, oh, do you work on saying. individual stuff? Yeah, we mostly do single event. I'm not a big... Okay. Um, I'm, I'm never, I mean, there's a purpose class action. I'm not really set for it. And there's something called mass torts. We're starting to get in some of that. Um, we've done some of the cases, but then we'll have to bring in law firms that, you know, know more about it than us. But I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's cases like you just discussed that, you know, make it safer for the next person. Hopefully it won't happen to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of, um, accident and injury attorneys. I see, I live in Austin, Texas. I see billboards all the time for uh, attorneys in this space. What would you say is something that makes you different from the competition that has allowed you to be successful, expand into multiple states with multiple lawyers working for you? Because there's a lot of people that, you know, try to go down this right, this route as attorneys and they don't really make it to the extent that you have. And so what do you think you've done that's really allowed you to um, have this sort of long-term success? Um, part of it is probably because we've, you know, I, I try, I've still got attorneys been with me 20 plus years. So I try to get really good people and then treat them really good and take care of them. So I don't have turnover, but I also let, I also want attorneys to shine. So like a lot, you know, you, I mean, I know you're talking about in Texas, like, you know, Jim Adler's a good friend of mine and. You know, I'm, I'm assuming he's in Austin. I know he's in Houston. And there, there's there is some firms out there that do both the the volume and then really good at trial. We're we're I'm not saying we're the only one. We're we're great at trial. I mean, we I got a great trial. I mean, I've probably got 10 trial lawyers. I mean, I got 30 attorneys, but I've got probably six or seven that can go get a million dollar verdict. And um, what's what I've done is I'm always one of them. I try to study and do like, I know that to get these big cases and to get top dollar, you have to be able to try them. So I built, I spent about a million and a half about five years ago and built a courtroom um, at one of our locations where we have a real live, I mean, a, a replica of an actual court room that we would try the case at the courthouse and we practice all the time. We have attorneys. We bring clients in. And, you know, it's kind of like a football team or basketball team. You study film and then you go and you watch your opponent. But we do the same thing. I mean, we, we try to, like, find out who we're going against. And we try to prepare our clients. And so I think what's helped our firm is our ability to, to get really top attorneys and keep them and then – be able to do, you know, the trial as well. Because a lot of firms, and we used to be years ago, we didn't all, I mean, I tried a bunch of cases early on at our firm. And then we we got so many thousands of cases I couldn't do it all. And then we turned around and I thought we got to start doing litigation again. And so we started doing it heavy and it just really paid dividends. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Well and you know it can be sort of psychologically shocking, I imagine, for witnesses, if they've never been in a courtroom before to suddenly be sitting on the stand and sort of cross-examined or whatever, 
um, by the opposition. So to have them have have had that experience in your sort of mock trial courtroom, oh. you know, really changes the dynamic because it's not their first rodeo when the real thing's happening. Oh, you know, a great example is, you know, in even one of our big cases, we got a great verdict. We, uh, the lady came, we put her on the stand like a week before and she just cried the whole hour. I mean, we couldn't, we're finally like, Hey, you know what, <laughs> you know, so we brought her back a second time and we're like, if you really want to help your husband's case, you have to, we got to, you know, we got to be able to ask. And um, she did better. And then the third time was actually her day in court and she killed it. I mean, there wasn't a dry eye in the courtroom. And, you know, we, it was a federal, it was in federal court, which is really hard. And our, you know, the jury, it doesn't matter what state, it's supposed to be a replica of your peers. So, you know, you, you want to cross section, you want to have white and white African-American, you would have Hispanic, right. have men and women. I mean, you can pick, but you want a little of everything. And this was a, I call it an old Republican jury is all white. <laughs> I'm not sure there was, I don't remember, I don't think there was any females. It was all men. They're all over 60 and they usually don't give the greatest verdicts, but um, may, you could tell from the beginning, they didn't like us. But by the end, after she testified, they, they really loved her. So wow. And it would have gone differently helped. had you not practiced or rehearsed? Absolutely. If her first day was there, I can't imagine what it would have gone like. So where can people find you, follow your story, and do business with Isaacs and Isaacs? Um, well, lots of ways. You can. Our website is wewin.com. Um, awesome website. Name, Congrats on buying yeah, that. I, thank you, wewin.com. And I also have callthehammer.com. Because no one can spell my name. I, I laugh. Well, Daryl's D-A-R-R-Y-L, and everybody misspells that. And I-S-A-A-C-S, even though it's six letters, they always misspell it. So early on, I realized that I was going to miss a lot of calls. So we just came up with, like, call the hammer. Or, um, you know, even I just bought We Win about a year ago. I paid a fortune for it. But that's probably one of the best things I've ever done. Because you might have to ask how much you paid. You, might, you don't have paid, to say if you don't want. I don't care. I mean, you know what? This is an entrepreneur. I, I, I like to help others. I paid 110 grand for it. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, know I think you made the right call, man. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you speak an entrepreneur because before I went to law school, I was in my grandfather at a jewelry store and I ran it for about a year and a half. I knew I wanted to go to law school, but we didn't advertise. And he was in business for like 67 years. And I would sit and watch the door. No one would come through. And I always said, whatever my next profession is, I'm going to advertise. And it's funny. If you'd have told me then, you know, business we started, we've done $2 billion. I wouldn't have believed it. But um, not only when I bought the We Win, um, I wanted to get an easier phone number. I mean, I have a lot of great numbers. but eight seven 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 seven. Yeah, what do you think I paid for that? I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> How much? I paid a million. I paid a million for it. And I'm going to tell you, it's worth every dime because, I mean, how do you not remember eight all sevens? You know, I did. I, I just looked at it once. I just spit it yeah. back at you. I looked at it 45 see? minutes ago and I just spit it to you. <laughs> well, well, see, that's what I'm saying. If you come from a business model, you know, we spend about 12 million a year on advertisement, but if people can't find me, wouldn't it be better to, so sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and bought a great domain, a great phone number. And truth be told, I, I probably would have spent half a million on the We Win when I was kind of shocked when they only wanted. Actually, I I, I just thought, oh, you know, it's like tip when they offered a hundred, and they said we'll take one ten. I'm like done. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 
but it's been great because everybody's email now, you know, all of my employees are, you know, James at wewin.com or, you know, yeah. everybody can spell we win. It's very easy. That's awesome, man. Well, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the action and ambition podcast. I hope that one day I get injured and we make millions of dollars together. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You want to be alive. Uh, you don't want, you know, if you get killed, it wouldn't go to you, but uh, no, you don't want to get hurt. To do, you know, as much as we, we laugh, some of these people, I wouldn't take it down for what they went through. I mean, oh, sure. Some of, these of course. Have suffered and so, I mean, I even got, I had, you know, I got hit by a car and broke my neck and all that. And I thought, man, if I could take it back, I don't want the money, but, but it is, it's, uh, you know, I love what I do and we're real blessed and um, we just appreciate you taking the time to even think of us. Absolutely. I hope you'll come back and join us again uh, after some more time passes. Let us know how things are going. All right. Yes, sir. Be glad right. to. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind the scenes footage and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition and we'll see you on the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.